Well, welcome to the Small Church Leadership Podcast, the podcast where we are helping the small church fulfill the big mission that God has given her. As always, my name is Brian, and I'm joined by the greatest men of God in this room. Colby and Joey, how you guys doing today? Doing great, doing great. Despite it all, I'm blessed. Despite it all, I'm <laughs> blessed. And I have a feeling, Colby, that that despite it all is he means despite being in this room with us. <laughs> oh, no. no. This is a high point of the day. Uh, this is the high point, the high of, the point of the day. Man, yeah. what Small a church terrible... leadership, this is the high point of the day. Your day's been awful. Man, it's been a terrible day, that's for sure. Well, guys, welcome in. Uh, today we continue this series we've been doing this year on the systems that make our church go round, 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 and round. So if you haven't checked out any of those other systems, man, what are you waiting for? Go back and listen to them. We've been talking so far about a handful of systems, and today we're talking about the finance system. Did you know that your church needs finances in order to fulfill the mission that God has given you? That's what I'm doing wrong. That's there what it is. is. That's the missing piece. <laughs> That's the missing piece right there, okay? So, guys, when you start talking about the finances of the church and when you start thinking about this financial system, what comes to mind? I need more of it. <laughs> Amen, right? I was going to say, I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they say used to say in the old Pentecostal church, broke down, busted, and disgusted. And that's how we, we can be sometimes, right? Well, the reality is every church, like this is a system, and if you don't have a financial system, guess what you have? That's your system. You have a system that's not a financial system. Right, exactly. And so what we're going to do over the next 24-ish minutes or so is we're going to talk about what those systems look like. Now, I want to say straight from the top, we don't have it all figured out. If we did... This wouldn't be called Small Church Leadership Podcast. It'd be called Rich Church Leadership Podcast because we're smart. Okay, but anyway. (laughs) Oh, man, did I just run a lot of listeners off? Oh, well. Well, if we did, we'll pray that God will bless them. So today as we talk about this, man, again, man, Joey, you said that you need more of it. Colby, when you hear this idea of finances and a financial system for your church, what comes to mind? Better than we were. Uh, not where we need to be, but better than we were. Yeah. Um, and it takes the whole team. It's not just uh, you know three or four people in your church to create the system and make the system work. It takes everybody it to takes be on everybody. board. Yeah, okay. So uh, unpack that a little bit. What does it look like when everybody's on board? So, it, and I looked up some stats, and of course, uh, 85% of all statistics are made up on the fly 57% of the time, right? So That's right. Um, but the thing that I found was 5% of Americans are tithers. 80% of Americans give about 2%. Okay. And so of, of the church, if 5% are tithers, I mean, if you've got 100 people, that's five people that are tithing, Yeah. right? So uh, your church with 100 people and only five people are tithing, you've probably got some financial difficulties. Yeah. Um, but if you could get... 25% tithing in your church. Your finances aren't as bad. They're still not great, but you're probably not you're probably going month to month paying bills and paying your staff and and doing some extra things for the for the kingdom. Uh, but if you could get 50% tithing, not just giving but tithing, uh, it would it would definitely help. I mean most most churches, I mean every every small church leader that's listening to this right now is like Oh man, if we could get if we could get ten percent tithing, we would be doing great. And, and so it takes the whole team. You can't just have the, that five percent. Yeah, depending on your church, that's yeah, fifty people. That's two and a half people. Two and a half people are tithing. And so 
That's not a lot of money. Yeah, this is a big deal. And and here's why, one of the reasons why, at least, that this matters. We're all, in January, we're all doing that, hey, let's lose weight and get in shape and all that kind of thing. But, like, we joke because we're, we're, like, at some point we used to be, in a former life, we were runners. Uh, but we always <laughs> joke that we like to eat. That's why we run. That's right. But what happens is that just gives us the opportunity to just eat but we never see any net weight loss. Now, yeah, we can go and eat some good barbecue and good this and that and, and praise Jesus for that, but we don't see a lot of net weight loss because we're not getting ahead. Mm-hmm. And what happens a lot of times in, in the church world is we're not getting en- we're not bringing enough finances into the building in order to get ahead ministry-wise. Yeah, we keep the lights on. Yeah, we keep paying the pastor. Sometimes paying him no mind, amen. Uh, <laughs> but but we're not getting the money necessary to kind of get ahead. Because let's face it, whenever you start talking about marketing or outreach or hiring new staff or updating buildings or just buying invite cards to invite people to an event, guess what? All of those things take money. Nobody don't wants just, to do that stuff for free, do yeah, they? Yeah, they don't just take faith. It's not like, well, I'm believing God. Well, believe God. But uh, somebody sent me a text the other day and it said this, and it just, I got me it made me mad to be honest with you. It said, believe God, but don't lean on a shovel and pray for a hole. And that's what I think we tend to do. We're like, man, God's going to provide a way. Stay in your lane, bro. (laughs) Well, part of the way God provides a way is by having a healthy financial system. So let's dive into the practicality. Is that a word, practicality? It is today. Today it is. We just coined (laughs) that phrase. Uh, Let's dive into the practicality of a financial system. So what exactly would you guys say is a financial system? No, oh, you just pass it right you on over to me. If y'all could see that right there, Joey yes. just says, uh, go ahead, Colby, what you got? Uh, ask me that question again because I've already lost track. Okay, what exactly would you define from a practical standpoint what a financial system looks like in a small church or in a local church? Uh, it is talking about it. It is as far as the, the pastor, as far as you know, whoever you have doing the uh, – the announcements or doing the the talking in front of the congregation on a Sunday, um, it is it is talking about it. Uh, it is making it a priority. It's it's either a, a, a the first priority or it's the last priority or it's somewhere in between. But it has to be a priority. Uh, I lean on the uh, later in the service, and we used to do it early in the service, and so it felt like it was like the the number one priority in our church was your money. And so we kind of moved it back a little bit so that it wasn't so a give me your money. Yeah. And and so uh, you've got to make it a priority. Words matter on how you're going to talk about it, what you're going to say. Um, you know, we've we've talked about uh, don't apologize for talking about tithing and giving to, to God's kingdom because Jesus did as well. Yeah, that's it. Um, Listen, we just came through... You know, a few weeks ago, we just came through the end of the year, and I'm sure all of your inboxes were like mine of all of these companies that you had signed up for some kind of free thing thing or another. And now at the end of the year, they're like, hey, here's a great chance for you to give to this or give to that. Like, companies are going to ask you for money. The Church of Jesus that has the greatest mission that's known to mankind, we don't need to be ashamed of saying, hey, we're not just asking for money. We're giving you an opportunity to turn your money into ministry yeah. that's on God's mission. And so definitely words matter. But, man, like you said, I can't say this enough. I would. This is something I feel like Jesus wants us to shout from the housetops. Don't be ashamed of talking about money. Like the money that you bring in, the, this financial system that you put in place helps put you in place for greater ministry in your community. Yeah. 
And, and and I used to be the one that, that I hated talking. I don't like my checkbook, yeah. let alone talking about your checkbook. And, and so I was that one that wouldn't talk about it, didn't like to talk about it. I remember we were, you know, my family was going to another church. I wasn't in the ministry yet. And there was, uh, we invited some friends. They showed up, the pastor's preaching about tithing. And uh, it was a great message, but he was talking about tithing. We got outside and I apologized that they were, uh, they showed up on the one Sunday of the year that the pastor talked about tithing. I was like, he doesn't do it very often. And you just showed up when he did. Well, they didn't come back for like six or seven months and they came back and guess what he was talking about the second time. And, and I'm like, dude, you're killing me. He's right. Like it's like, banjo, yeah. And so, so I said, I said, listen, you just, he just showed up in the, in the rotation of sermons and, and he just talked about tithing again. And it's just like, maybe it's a sign for you. And they were like, uh, they're like, oh no, it's no big deal. But it really felt like it was a big deal. And then yeah. as a pastor, I'm sitting there, you know, kicking myself for saying I shouldn't apologize for that. It's a it's a biblical principle. It's a discipleship thing that we talked about uh, last time. Uh, it it needs to be done, and and people need to understand that first of all, it needs to be done. You need to be paying your staff. Uh, you need to be paying your bills. You can't be yes. uh, a, a Christian church organization preaching about Jesus and being uh, debt collectors lining up, you know, at the uh, at the door too. So uh, it has to be talked about. Yeah, there, see, there's the practical side behind it. Like there, there are staff, and you know, a worker is worthy of his wages. Mm-hmm. That's New Testament Christianity. That that the church takes care of those that are you know that are working and laboring in the Word and that are kind of leading the charge. That's definitely part of it. And I know that, you know, even the word tithe tends to have this negative connotation. And there are a lot of people that are like, well, that's just Old Covenant and Old Testament stuff. And, well, you know, whether or not that you would consider that from your theological bent as Old Covenant or not, you cannot look at the New Testament without seeing that that the members of the New Testament church support the New Testament church. Yeah, And so... This is a key biblical principle. It's a discipleship principle, and not just a discipleship principle in terms of, hey, people are becoming disciples. This is not only people becoming disciples by giving, but this is us turning that money into ways to make other disciples and reach people for the kingdom. So, Joey, jump in on this, man. You've been quiet today. Yeah, I appreciate you allowing me to pass that off because as I begin to think about about this, I have not been doing this well. Uh, I had a system pre-COVID but says every pastor in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, everybody, uh-huh. I know. But I have not. I've been worried about other things. Can we have a service? Is you know, is the people going to be sick if I'm going to get people sick? And and so I've been worried about all of that, and then trying to reopen and, and do new things, and that just kind of went to the back of the burner. And so as I'm thinking yeah. here, I haven't been doing a good job uh, of this, and so I didn't have anything to say at the time, other than now saying. I didn't do do good. Now I need to do better because how am I going to pick up those other ones and and help them learn the principles of tithing that will bless them, that will help them out? If I'm not talking about it, if I'm not promoting it, if I'm not celebrating the the, the wins that we have in it, uh, then then how am I going to develop and mature those people to be givers? Yes, I love that. And so, in case you haven't picked up as you've been listening. One of the key parts of your financial system is your weekly offering time. And we're assuming that you have a weekly offering time. Now, there are some churches that feel just negative about it, and they don't say anything about finances. And that's something between that local church congregation to work out with how their philosophy and style of ministry is. But what we're advocating 
is to be very intentional with how you do offering time. Yeah, every week. Every week. Yeah, every, every week. week. See, the, the, here's what here's what happens in small churches. This is a pandemic, and yes, I use that word on purpose. This is a pandemic in small churches. We don't have a system for how we do announcements, and we don't have a system for how we do offering. That's why, small church pastor, you're going up to preach or get the service started, and sister so-and-so asks you to make an announcement about the bake sale that's going on that literally (laughs) nobody else in the church is really impacted by other than her and her Sunday school. She doesn't understand that there's a system in place for your announcements. Now, maybe you don't have a system in place, and that's something to think about. But offering time needs to be a system that you have in place. When are you going to have the talk? How are you going to have the talk? At our church, Forward Church, the greatest church in the whole wide world, um, it, we need a laugh track. That's what we need. To, uh, at our church, we have a... My uh, bad, I was slow we, on that we have, a, we have a rotation. Uh, we tell them, teach them, and thank them. That's the rotation. And every three weeks, it just starts over. Tell them, teach them, thank them. So one week, we tell them, here's what your money's going to do. Now, caveat, if you're... If you're raising money with your tithing offering and you're not doing anything with it other than paying the bills, that's going to be pretty pitiful when you say, hey, guys, because you've been able to give, we've been able to pay the light bill. Like (laughs) Sometimes that's a praise God moment, but most of the time that's not a praise God moment. But So so you need to be, man, thinking, man, because you give, we were able to partner with so-and-so ministry, and these are the results that we were able to give. So we tell them, then we teach them. That's the second part of the rotation. That week, we have one Bible verse, not a million. You know why we don't have a million? There's 52 weeks in a year we're taking offering up. So that's 52, uh, and again, it's a three-week rotation, so it's not 52 times, but you see the result of what what it looks like over the course of a year. So we teach them, here's what the Bible says, blah, 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 and then we thank them. I think one place where we miss it as a church is we just expect people to give, and we don't ever thank them. Uh, I walked in today to Colby's office and he's writing thank you notes to people in the church. And like, I, I felt like I'm not even a pastor anymore looking <laughs> at this because he's thanking people for, we just take people for granted. We take them giving for granted. And there's just something about an organization that's willing to say, guys, we literally couldn't do. And this is for one of our special listeners who always listens for me to say this word. Guys, we couldn't do poop without you. (laughs) There you go. Probably don't say poop from the stage, but at any rate, it's just saying, guys, thank you for giving to our church. Thank you for giving to, and I always say it this way, our church, your church. Because we're trying to, as Colby said earlier, words matter. Man, this you, you love your church. You give to your house. You give to your family. You give to your children. This is you giving to your church. So that's part of our system. And so we're very intentional. Tell them, teach them, thank them. This is part of what the, the giving system looks like at our church. And so that's just kind of something that we do, man, uh, in terms of, of system. What are some other things that go into the financial system? Well, let, let me, you, so you tell them what you're doing with the finances because, correct me if I'm wrong in this, but you do that so they understand uh, they're giving to something. They're giving to something, right. Yes. Somebody said a long time ago that people give to vision and not to need. Now, I don't think that that's a fully true statement because people do give to need. If not, you know, I mean, if, if people didn't give to need, then people wouldn't sit outside of gas stations asking for money, right? right like right. people do give yeah. to need. But one thing that we want to do is we want to remind people the money you're giving is not just in-house, now, we have to do in-house things. We have to pay the, the bills. We have to make sure we're doing upkeep on the building. We have to pay the pastor. We, we have to do those things, right? But what we're trying to do is we're trying to lead the way. This is part of me, at least my philosophy of ministry, is we're trying to lead the way with generosity. 
you're giving to, to, to this church, and you can't go out into this part of town, but this ministry is, and we're partnering with them, and this is bigger than just our little local church. This is big capital C church vision that we're, we're supporting here. Now, that challenged me. When I first started doing that, I was like, oh, goodness, all of the money we're bringing in is going to feed forward church. Like every dime we bring in, we're bringing in to make sure that we keep our, our ministry going. Mm-hmm. And so I need to figure out a way that we can, can partner with other ministries to do that. So it wasn't something that just happened overnight. I had to lead in that direction. Well, we need to celebrate those wins too. That needs to be part of it too. Yes, right. Yeah. And sometimes we would do that like, you know, hey guys, because you've been able to give, we were able to remodel the kids' ministry room. And now, so it, we always try to tie it back to some kind of vision. And what I don't want you, you to hear me say is that in-house stuff doesn't matter. Like everybody that says, well, it's not about the Sunday morning. Have you ever noticed that they have a good Sunday morning gathering too, though? <laughs> right? Sunday morning matters. Like right. it does matter. And so, yeah, yeah, that we definitely need to celebrate those wins too. And, and we know that because uh, it's it's probably in your guys' church just like it's mine. I am the most expensive thing that yeah. the money goes to in the church it is, is your senior pastor. And, you know, I, I told people, I said, I am... 100% dependent upon you giving. Uh, I Now, I have a retirement from my military days. I bring right? my kids up on stage. <laughs> I pinch them, pinch them so they cry a little bit, whatever. I'm but but <laughs> most most senior pastors uh, in small churches, they don't have that extra income unless they're bivocational. And there's a lot more bivocational pastors out there. But if that's the case, they're working, you know, 40 hours in a, yeah. in a job and then putting another 40 in the church because, yeah. let's be honest, there's no yeah. part-time pastors. Absolutely. And, and so and the truth is, and I know it doesn't matter much on this side of eternity, but they're going to live in the country club when we get to heaven. Right. Those pastors, man, yeah. those are the heroes, They're the man. ones working Those it, are so. the heroes. So, you know, we, we've got to understand the importance, but our, our church people have got to hear our hearts on that. So part um, of that system that you would say would be regularly teaching on it, yeah, not absolutely. just during the offering time. So during the year, how often do you guys teach just a message on tithing or just a message on giving? I have been at the church that I'm at now for 13 years. Oh, bless their heart. And I think we've done it twice. <laughs> okay, twice in 13 years, okay. So that's, okay. that's our rotation. Well, So I like Robert Morris's answer. Somebody, uh, a, a journalist asked him, how often do you talk about giving? And he said, weekly. And they kind of like got mad, and he's like, "No, no, no. See, I'm talking about giving, not tithing. Tithing every you know three, four years, I'll give a, a dedicated sermon yeah. on tithing, but I talk about giving every week. Yeah. And I, I don't do it that often. I can't remember the last time I did a tithing specific message. It's probably been within the last two years. Yeah. Um, I don't fully focus on a tithing message, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, I try to talk about giving all the time. Yeah. Uh, because I think that's important and. You know, so we do. We we talk about it, and and I talk about it every week because I'm talking about you know, especially now with the uh, the COVID garbage that I refer to just about every episode. <laughs> I, I have to say, hey, you know, if you're if you feel led to give to the ministries, uh, where yeah. where to give, how to give, where online, all that stuff. Listen, here here's something that we're we're practicing is we're actually sending everybody a number two pencil, so they'll always feel led to do whatever it is that we're telling them. Okay. <laughs> So regular communication about it, that's got to be part of the system. For us, we don't do dedicated messages on tithing, and really the only reason we don't do that is just because we preach verse by verse through the Bible. Right. So whenever we get there and the Bible talks about giving, then that's a dedicated that's message is. of giving. Here's something that's cool about that, though, is people can't get ticked off. Like back when I used to do just topics only, 
some people would get mad. Why are you talking about that? Because I would figure out what the topic was. But now I'm like, dude, we've it's been up in the rotation. This is, this, we've been <laughs> preaching verse Bible. This is just don't get yeah. mad at me. Get mad at the Bible. Now I got a great uh, tip on how to <laughs> how to get uh, the the how often to get your sermons on tithing preached. Every time you go on vacation and have somebody fill your pulpit, <laughs> have them preach on tithing. <laughs> so last year when it was time to talk about that, something happened and I was gone, so I passed it off to my associate. There you go. And he See? got to go up and, and do that. Give yeah. it to that pulpit fill. <laughs> have that right. pulpit fill. Talk. When they say, hey, what do you want me to preach on? Tithing. Plain and simple. Now, but devil's advocate <laughs> for that, though, is when a lot of small church people know pastor's not going to be there, they're not going to be there, so yeah, they'll miss the message. Yeah. Uh, so let's shift gears just a little bit. So we've talked about your giving system is your Sunday morning. Okay, there you're going to do tithing offering time. You're going to do some kind of giving time every Sunday morning. So make sure you're intentional. Really sit down, plan it out. Get your team around. Talk to them about the value of 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 what biblical giving looks like, and not just biblical giving. Because let's be honest, we're preachers. We we lean to the theology side of it a lot. Talk about the practical side with your team. If people don't give, this doesn't happen. Blah blah blah. Like lead them through that. But also, you know that you have to work intentionally every week to make sure that you're leveraging this. Okay, be creative, be be thoughtful, man. You have my permission to use the uh, the uh, tell them, teach them, thank them thing. You don't even have to say I heard it from Brian, but if you do, God loves you even more. Um, <laughs> but so here's something that you'll have a lot of people will give you pushback. And Colby, what kind of pushback will people give you? Well, they want to do fundraisers. Fundraisers. Uh, they want to do a fundraiser Wait, like, because like they spaghetti can spaghetti dinners and spaghetti what? dinners, bake sales. Okay, so uh, you, you, guys, whatever. if you don't ever take notes for and, this podcast, and let me say. They're not always bad because what we used to do was Wednesday night meals, and we would do Wednesday night meals because it would increase the attendance to our, our Wednesday night Bible studies because people get off of work at 5 o'clock. they got to get home, yeah. get the kids fed, get them to church by 6.30. Well, hey, listen, we're going to take a step out of your busyness. We're going to make the meal for you, yeah. but it's going to cost you. Right. It's going to cost you 5 bucks, and those went to the ministries, women's ministry, youth ministry, you know, whatever ministries we had uh, that were cooking those meals – they were the ones that were bringing that money in. So I'm not going to say that all fundraisers are bad because they they served a purpose right. for both. They served right. a purpose to to eliminate a little busy for the for the family, but they and and give some money to the ministry within the church that was cooking that that thing. But the fundraiser can't be the focus. Yeah, fundraisers aren't bad. Like uh, you know, I used to I was like a pendulum. I'd swing heavy against fundraisers. You need fundraisers. Like have a spaghetti dinner every now and then. Have the youth do a car wash. Fundraisers are good. But remember, when you when it comes to the New Testament church, I have yet to read in the New Testament that they've sold fried chicken plates to support the mission of the church. And pastor, this is where you have to be, you have to have the bravery enough to teach the folks that fundraisers are good, and we're going to use fundraisers when we need to, and we're going to leverage that. But also... I'm not going to let fundraisers take the place of your ability to trust and worship God with your giving. So my answer to people that want to do fundraisers is I, I do them every Sunday. It's called tithe and offerings. <laughs> <laughs> um, may not go over as well as I, I think it's hilarious. You know, when I hear it in my head, I'm of course I'm the funniest yeah. guy I know. Well, it goes um, over like a fart in Sunday school. <laughs> right? So, so, yeah. so it, but but my my meaning is again going back to those statistics. Five percent of Americans are yeah. tithing. If if I could get ten percent tithing yeah then then it would be better we're I mean, not we even tithing we, we just giving regularly yeah we wouldn't we have get people to, to give regularly a yeah. lot of times people will give they'll give like a, a big amount one sunday but then you don't hear anything else from them giving for the next six or eight weeks right and so consistency matters when it comes to that 
Now, as we start to kind of shut everything down today, I want to talk about one final thing, and it's kind of on the fundraiser side, but not necessarily on the fundraiser side, and these are giving drives. Now, when we talk about giving drives, um, I've seen some churches do big giving drives on Easter, and they refer to them as resurrection offerings. And some people do end-of-the-year giving drives. I have a friend who pastors a church uh, that uh, they do an end-of-the-year. They call it, I think, their Accelerate offering. And the, that offering is everything that comes into that ministry, uh, everything that comes in for that particular offering, all of it goes into some kind of church planting, something to accelerate the gospel in their area. And so these are big, special, not fundraisers, but these are these are moments that that churches use in in a specific way in a specific time. So, guys, what is your experience with things like that? Like maybe tithe challenges or whatever. Well, when it comes to some of the tithe challenges, I feel like I, we've talked about this before among ourselves. Yeah, it, 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 I feel kind of slimy sometimes yeah. the way it is. Yeah. Yeah, and and I, I get that. I I feel kind of slimy the way that it is too, and and so that's something that maybe small church leadership we just have to pray about and kind of <laughs> kind of work through that for our own theology with our own selves, because um, like the the from what I understand the goal, a goal is to get people to give consistently, but what it seems like it's always marketed to us as is hey here's how you can get more money over the next 60, 60 days. Yeah. Call it a tithe challenge and people will give. And I, I'm not saying that that's what people are saying whenever they're, they're, they're couching it in those particular terms, but just know that there can be special times of the year when you can use for fundraising. But if your goal is to use this just to raise funds, that's just manipulation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, we're all going to stand before Jesus one day, those of us that teach and lead ministries. So be careful how you use your giving challenges. So my goal for tithe challenges or stuff like that should be to create mature givers. To create mature givers. My goodness. I want to okay. dance around the room thinking about that. <laughs> and I've used fundraisers to fund different events and yeah. you know mission trips or stuff like that. And and the, I think they work good there. Is sometimes is an entry level to, yeah. to somebody yeah. to given and given to purpose and given yes. and given their time and stuff like that to help fundraise. Yes, but you shouldn't be doing a fundraiser to pay your youth pastor no. or, right. or to pay your light bill yeah. or gas bill or yeah. something like that. It has to be, you know, the fundraisers have a purpose, but they're not to pay the bills. Yeah. So what we're leaning heavy on when it comes to your system is make sure that you're intentional about how you're presenting your offering time on your regular Sunday morning time. Be authentic. Be intentional. Be authentic. Be be truthful. Well, I mean, yeah, if, be, if, be if, truthful to a turn. Like, words matter, you said earlier. Yeah. Don't just get up there and be like, oh, my God, we're going to shut the doors if you don't <laughs> give. That might be truthful, and it might be authentic. Because <laughs> but but you want to get, if, if they're, uh, if they're not able. Oh, my if they're not able to pay pay the senior pastor, they need to talk about that. Yeah, it, you know our giving has gone down so much that we are not able to pay our our, our senior pastor. Our senior pastor has taken a pay cut because our giving is down. That yeah. stuff, that stuff needs and to be I, talked about. I probably personally wouldn't do that on a Sunday morning. Just for the fact, for the like that that guest that you were talking about that came to church with you that 
that right. one time and they right. were talking about tithing. Now change the them talking about tithing out to that first time they were at the church. The gay came out and they're like, we can't pay our preacher and we got to figure something out. Yeah, like, yeah. So, but that is like, a conversation <laughs> that needs to be had. That is de- absolutely yeah. a conversation that yeah. needs to be had. The question I think that we're kind of bouncing back and forth is right where? now is where, where, where and when. Yeah. yeah, just keep in mind, I've never yeah. been out in the ocean or a lake and somebody trying to get in a sinking boat. Now we're yes. trying to get out of the yes, system. Yes, that's good. That's so good. Man. Yeah. We need to talk about that. That's a yeah. podcast idea for later. So, guys, man, thanks for sharing with us. Man, I really appreciate your your opinions for this, even though they're all not as good as mine. Um, laugh track. <laughs> okay, there we go. There we go. My bad. I was late again. <laughs> well, I was guys, waiting for something funny. <laughs> oh, we're going to edit Whoa, that out, yes. man. I, my ego took a step there. So with that being said, we would appreciate it if you would go and give us a five-star rating. I'm not even going to let you guys say it. I'm going to say it this time. So wherever you get your podcast, we would really appreciate it if you go and give us a rating. We'd love a five-star rating, but if you have ways we can improve, man, give us a four-star rating and tell us how we can improve. Hey, we might even accept one stars if that's all you think that we're worthy of, but help us to get better and do us another favor. Share, share, share the heck out of this podcast with any other small church leaders that you may know. And Joey, what is it you want to say? They can go to our Facebook page too, and that's where they can connect up with us more and and maybe give us some ideas of what they want to. Yes, absolutely. Where they what they need. And they can find us on facebook.com slash small church leadership. We're there waiting to connect with you guys that way. Kobe, you got anything to say? Tell us how your financial system is working. Maybe it's something that we could borrow. Yes, uh, yes, it, please. If yeah, you're if you're if you're a church a if you're a Amen. church of fifty and you're you've got like seven million in the bank, please call me. Yeah, I mean the, the way things are going <laughs> out. If, know you, how. if you've got seven hundred in the bank, please yeah, call me. Right, okay, right. so guys, thanks for listening to the Small Church Leadership Podcast, the podcast where we are helping the small church fulfill the big mission. We appreciate your time today. Our next podcast we're going to be talking about the outreach system guys i'm excited about that i hope you are so we'll look forward to seeing you next time on the small church leadership podcast bye guys